Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. Today, I'd like to share with you another of the stories from John Calvin Reed's Secrets from Field and Forest. This one is about Freddie Flamingo and a lesson that he has to learn the hard way. Delinquent Flyaway. Suppose you were asked to do something that you knew you shouldn't do. Would you have the courage to say no? And if those who ask you kept on urging you, and if finally someone called you chicken, then would you give in? While you're thinking about these questions, let me tell you the story about Freddie Flamingo. Freddie was a really lucky bird to be growing up in Highland Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But there was a time when he didn't think so. How proud Mr. and Mrs. Flamingo were the day he was hatched. Day and night they watched over him, and by the time he was two weeks old, they were giving him swimming lessons in the clear blue lake beside their nest. One of their best friends was Mr. Bullfrog. The first time he saw Freddie, he said to Mr. Flamingo in his deep, bass voice, Wonderful son, wonderful son. The flamingos were very beautiful birds and so graceful in the water that people came from far and near just to see them swimming together. Look at the cute little one, they said. He can swim almost as well as the two big ones. Before long, Mr. and Mrs. Flamingo were teaching Freddie to fly, but only for short trips around the lake. It isn't safe to fly outside the park, they said to Freddie. That's why the park superintendent clipped your wings. You see, there are very few flamingos left in the world. There are hunters outside who killed them for their glorious pink feathers or women's hats. Besides, they added, what lovelier home could we wish for than this beautiful park? Deep down, Freddie knew they were right. But as he grew older, he heard the crows in the trees outside calling about the horrible northern weather. The jays screaming about bird rights and freedom fights and the ducks quacking about going south for the winter. And he began to think that maybe they were right and his parents were wrong. How about flying to Florida with us, said one of the ducks one afternoon. His name was Harry. We're starting at dawn in the morning from the other side of the lake. But my parents have told me it isn't safe to fly outside the park. Freddie answered, Oh, boo-boo, but I'm cute. Harry shot back. What do they know about the world? When they've never been outside the park themselves. Don't you have any mind of your own? What are you, anyway, a chicken? That was the word that did it. I'm not a chicken, exploded Freddie. My wings are wider than yours. I can outfly a duck any day. I'll be there in the morning and show you. All night long, Mr. Frog, who had heard every word of this bird-versation, kept calling in his deep voice, Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! But Freddy's mind was made up. So the next morning, before Mr. and Mrs. Flamingo were awake, he slipped off his roost, swam quietly across the lake, and a few minutes later flapped his wings and took off with Harry and five other ducks heading south. Only Mr. Al, who was coming home from an all-night blinking party, saw him leave. Hoot, hoot, he called. What's up? We're off to Florida, Freddy shouted back. Yippee! 
Mr. Owl just crawled into a hollow tree, blinked his eyes three more times, and fell asleep. Before long, Freddy found no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't keep up with Harry and the other ducks. He'd forgotten about his clipped wings. The faster he flapped them, the more tired he became. Wait for me, he called to Harry. Thought you could outfly a duck any day, Harry quacked back. We'll wait for you in Florida. Quack, quack, which was a duck's way of saying ha, ha. Now Freddy was alone, sinking lower and lower toward the ground. Then in front of him he saw a large building, which happened to be a bus station. On the side was the picture of a large dog, and over the dog, in big, bright letters, a sign read, Just take a bus and leave the driving to us. Great idea, he said to himself, as he landed a moment later on top of a bus parked inside the station. It was labeled Florida Express. The bus driver was the first to see him. A pink flamingo! he said as he grabbed for his legs. How my wife would love those feathers for a hat. Freddy jumped back just in time, and soon he was running and flying through the bus station with more and more people trying to catch him. Then he heard someone shout, Here come the police. Let them handle it. Sure enough, there were two men in blue coats with pistols hanging from their belts. Freddy was really frightened when he saw them. More than once he had heard crows and jays chattering and warning each other about humans, so now he was sure he was going to get caught. In a corner at the back of the bus station, he saw a little room and rushed in to hide. It was a telephone booth, and just above him was a phone. If I could only call my parents, he said, and started to dial their number. Lakeside 38924. But before he could finish, the two policemen were at the door. To his surprise, their voices were kind. Take it easy, one of them said quietly. We won't hurt you. You should know that this bus station is no place for a pink flamingo. Then gently, the officers picked Freddy up, put him in a big cardboard box they had brought with them, tied a string around it, punched a hole in the top to let fresh air in, carried it out of the bus station, and shoved it into their waiting patrol car. Freddy was still frightened. They're taking me to jail, he said. I'll be charged with disturbing the peace, booked as the delinquent flyaway, and claw-printed like a common criminal. Why didn't I listen to Mr. Bullfrog instead of Harry the Duck? But as you may have guessed, it was not to jail that the policeman took Freddy, but right back to Lakeside Park. Here's your pink flamingo, they said to the park superintendent. We heard over our radio that he was lost, cornered him in the bus station downtown. Have no idea how he got there. Shall we put him back in the lake? Not yet, said the superintendent. First, we must make sure that he never tries that flyaway stunt again. Then, reaching into his desk drawer, he pulled out a pair of shears. But over the radio, we heard that you had clipped his wings already, said the policeman. Yes, but apparently not close enough, the superintendent said. Then he said to Freddy, Okay, smart bird, this won't hurt anything except your pride. 
but it should teach you a lesson. Then whack, off came six inches from Freddy's left wing. Now we'll see how far you can fly with one wing six inches shorter than the other. Freddy knew he deserved that whack, and somehow he didn't mind because he knew that from now on, no matter what the jays, crows, and ducks said, never would he try to fly away again. When the park superintendent turned him loose a few minutes later, he made straight for the lake. His mother and father had been looking everywhere for him all morning and was so glad to see him that they didn't scold him or ask any questions. They just wrapped their long necks around him and wept for joy. Then Mr. Flamingo said, Freddy, you must be really, really ready for breakfast. Then down under the water went his head, and up he came with a nice minnow, which he beaked over to Freddy. On the bank close by, under a big green leaf, Mr. Frog was sitting, but not sleeping. Now seldom did he open his mouth to say anything except at night. But at this point he was so overjoyed at what he saw and heard that he grinned from ear to ear. Then opening wide his big mouth, he sang in his deep bass voice, Welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. Dear God, we want to be strong, for there's so much to bear. We want to be brave, for there is much to dare. So make us wise to know the difference between right and wrong. Make us strong to stand for what is right, no matter what others may do. Make us brave to do the right, no matter what others may say. Thus, like Daniel, we may dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this story about Freddy the Flamingo and the lesson that he needed to learn. And I hope you'll want to join me again next time in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <laughs>